Cool. All right, that was fun. That's all I got. Um, and so, like, I have a, a, a mission this morning, I feel like, just to, like, activate and, uh, and, and just to release and, and to activate. So that's what, that's what we're going after, like, activation. Um, and I love the, the word that Scott brought this morning about, uh, he, he, what was it, don't dismiss small clouds. I love that, don't dismiss small clouds. Because, like, well, like um, well, I don't know where I'm going with that, but we'll just get <laughs> don't just, it's I love what, what Scott was bringing this morning about don't dismiss small clouds because that is basically what is ha- what, what like the the beginning of the activation is is like what 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 God is given and what God is released it's often released in like a seed form, you know, and and when I look across this room there is just powerful people sitting in every single seat, awesome, all right so. <laughs> I'm going to start in, uh, I've got so much scripture to read, but I'm not going to read it all um, because there's too much. Because literally I've got 1 Corinthians 12, 13 and 14, like those chapters. (laughs) And so what I've done is I've just summarized it instead into really small chunks. Um, And I love 1 Corinthians 12, 13 and 14 together because it's like a, uh, it's like a love sandwiches, like a love sandwich kind of like sandwiched between gifts. Sandwiched between like power and and like how love is supposed to be expressed. Um, So in 1 Corinthians 12, I'll paraphrase this. Uh, We don't have to turn there because it's like the whole chapter. But it talks about spiritual gifts and realities. Um, Breaks down some of the different kind of supernatural gifts and describes how each person is especially gifted to complement the whole body. Say, I'm especially gifted. To complement the whole body. That includes everybody. That all are important. Say, I'm important. And I'm needed. But the chapter concludes with this sentence. And I think, I don't know what verse it is, but it's the last verse. But you should all constantly boil over with passion in seeking the higher gifts. Say, I should be passionate about seeking the higher gifts. God wants you passionate about seeking the higher gifts. He wants you passionate about going after the things that people think that you're loopy when you go after them. All right? (laughs) And now I will show you a superior way to live that is beyond comprehension. So he says, be passionate about going after this and this is the best way to do it. This is the best. You, you want to you obtain the thing that I'm telling you to be passionate about going after it? This is the way. All right, so that's 1 Corinthians 12. And it goes into 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which a lot of you know as the love chapter. And, and Pastor Brad and, and, and Pastor Kim for the last couple of weeks have just been like, like bringing some of the greatest words on, on love and, and operating in the love of God that I've been hearing before. Um, so then pretty much, so 1 Corinthians 13 pretty much says, unless you get really good at love, this is my paraphrase of, of, the, of the chapter, unless you get really good at love, you may as well chuck all those gifts in the bin. 
the ones that God was saying, go after them with everything, be passionate about it, but don't do it outside of love. Don't do it outside of love. So unless you get really good at this, this is the best way to do it. In fact, don't do it without it. <laughs> Chuck all those things in the bin. And this is what I mean by love. And it goes and breaks down what love is. Love is kind, love is patient. And it goes on and on. Then the chapter ends with this. So above all else, let love be the beautiful prize for which you run. So God's saying, chase, like, be passionate about gifts run after love be passionate and desire and want the gifts but run after love it's like desire it but actually do something about being being loving do something about love and then 1 corinthians 14 acknowledges love is what should be pursued but it goes back to but get keen on those gifts because they are important in the Amplified, it says, pursue this love. Everyone say, pursue love. With eagerness, make it your goal. What's your goal? What's your goal? All right. Yet, earnestly desire and cultivate. Everyone say, cultivate. Who knows what it means to cultivate? Look after it. Do something with it. You know, like, like. Water that seed, till the ground, remove the weeds, be active. So it's saying actively chase love, desire the gifts, and then when you have received those gifts, which, by the way, you have all received gifts. You have all received them. You might not know what they are, but you've all received them. And you know what? In fact, the gift is the Holy Spirit, and it's those expressions of the Holy Spirit that are that gift. Um, I have my own theories on that, which I'm not going to get into because it's not that important. But you all have gifts. You all have something. Make it your goal. Desire and cultivate the spiritual gifts to be used by believers for the benefit of the church. So what is it for? To be used by the believers. But especially that you may prophesy. To foretell the future, to speak a new message from God to the people. Um, and I'm not focusing on that prophecy thing because there's a whole lot more that we're focusing on than just that. And next week, I'm pretty sure we'll get a good dose of prophecy. <laughs> All right. So I've written this. If love's the goal, why care about the gifts? And this is my conclusion to that. Because those gifts, when cultivated, become supernatural expressions of God's love. You want to love well, you can only love as well as you can. And then you need the Holy Spirit. They become, the gifts I'm talking about, they become the most effective way of expressing the love of God to all people. You can express your own love that you have for people by doing like practical, helpful things. And God is all over that. And in fact, in some cases, that is a gift. Like Jesus feeding the 5,000 men, that is an expression of practical love that the Holy Spirit gets on, you know? Um, but the most, ex like the most effective way to express God's love himself, like God's love for that person, not just your love, not just you being a good, like nice person, but man, God loves me. You know what I mean? Like that person prayed for me and I got healed. 
God loves me. They're great. That's nice. I'm glad that they were courageous and they had faith and, and that happened. But God loves me because it happened. Isn't that awesome? So it's important. If you want to love the way that God like, really wants you to love, we've got to get hungry to see the manifestation of these gifts. We've got to get hungry to see. And I say the manifestation of these gifts. You know, like I believe that every single time you have ever prayed for anything, for anyone, that it has happened in the Spirit. I'm convinced of it, that it has happened in the Spirit. God's faithful. His yes is yes. He's like, it's, he, he's, he's, um, all his promises are yes and amen. And if you're p- praying according to his promises, it's yes and it's amen. I'm convinced that there is not a healing that wasn't like there in the Spirit already answered and delivered does that make sense and i just think that the 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 difference between like seeing it come from that realm out of the invisible realm into the natural realm is just cultivating it's just cultivating learning how to partner up with what god has done and doing it's faith um they will know that they're loved by god all right so that's that's so like real for me because like i got i got like um I'm always, like, confused about when, like, I actually got born again. I know that, like, God knows, but when I was, like, in kindergarten, I, um, my, my kindergarten teacher, her name was Mrs. Mack, shared the gospel with us, which is awesome, and I got it. Like, I, I fully got it for the first time. I won't go into the details of it, but I remember sitting there as, like, a little six-year-old child thinking, I need Jesus. <laughs> And it's really funny, like, because she used this example of, like, when we do the wrong thing, we get, like, a little stain on our hearts, and that's called sin. And I remember thinking, because I was a bit of a cheeky child when I was little, and I remember thinking, my whole heart must be black. (laughs) By now, if I get a stain on my heart every time I do the wrong thing, my whole heart's black. And, um... And then she described that Jesus gives us a brand new heart and it can't be stained. And so I remember going, I need Jesus. (laughs) And I think he counts that as my moment of salvation um, where I learned that I needed him. But when I learned that he loved me personally, I was 14. I'd, I'd known about, I'd been told and I believed in the supernatural stuff. I believed God was real. I'd seen enough to believe it. But, but when I learnt for myself that he loved me, I was 14. And, and you know how I learnt that? Someone had a word of knowledge. I'd seen like people prophesy. I'd seen people get healed before. But I'd never, never been me. And, and one morning, someone had a word of knowledge for someone that just had pain in their calves. And... I was so convinced that it was someone else that I just sat there while they kept saying, there's a person here with pain in their calves and I'm waiting for someone else to get up, you know? Like I didn't think that he loved me that much, that he knew me that well. And then I realized, oh my gosh, that's me. It's actually me. Like he knows me. He loves me. And, and I got up to, to get prayed for and I was super embarrassed. I didn't want to come up the front and get prayed for. But I also didn't want to miss out on this awesome thing that I just learned that God knows who I am and that he loves me. And so as I was walking up the front, the pain left. And that was cool. But what really touched my heart was that he loved me and that he knew me. And that day, 
I gave my heart to Jesus again. I don't know about anyone that grew up as a, as a, in a Christian family, but like there's a period of time where you like give your heart to Jesus every week <laughs> until one day it kind of sticks, I think. <laughs> that, was <laughs> that was kind of me. But this time it's like it was different because God loves me. And so I always like I'm, I'm like I always get I'm like I don't know when the moment was that I got born again. All I know was the the time where I knew that He loved me. It changed everything. It changed my heart. It changed my attitude towards Him. It changed my it changed everything. I became a brand new person from that day. Um, and I didn't know that that was called a word of knowledge at the time. And I still kind of subscribe to this as well. I just thought it was called hearing God, you know. <laughs> and I still believe that. Like, I think God gives us these gifts just to make it easier for us to chase after something, you know, to have faith to operate in something. But it's hearing Him. It's intimacy with Him. It's connection with Him. That's how it works as well. Um, and, and so, uh, like I said, we, we are a gifted church. We have had... We have had impartations of gifts galore. If you've been here for five weeks, there has been impartations of gifts galore. Whether you've been aware of it, whether it's been intentional, it's, it's just that the atmosphere here is pregnant with it. All right? Especially prophetic gifts. We have been trained in gifts here. And when I look around the room, I can tell that there, there's, there's not a person that doesn't have a gift. And if you don't think you have any spiritual gifts, you are wrong. Okay? Just that's something, that's like a thought that you need to throw in the bin. You know, there's some thoughts that you're, you're allowed to th- throw in the bin. I remember when I started, like, I think when I, when I got born again, my mom prayed for me. Thanks, mom, at the back, to receive the Holy Spirit. And, and as a child, I was like six years old, so I had actual childlike faith. And so I received the Holy Spirit and, and I prayed in tongues by watching mom and then copying her until I was satisfied with how I sounded and that was me praying in tongues. And, um, and so that's, uh, that's probably not very biblical for some people, but that's, that's how I received tongues, okay? <laughs> and then when I was 14 and then I had that encounter and, and I was praying in tongues and I'd been praying since like, being six years old, I'd learned how to, I'd known how to pray in tongues. Um, one day, you know those cartoons where like the devil just appears on someone's shoulder and then the angel appears on the shoulder and there's this backwards and forwards war? That literally started to happen. I was praying in tongues and I just started to get this thought, that's not really tongues. Like, that's just made up. Don't you remember that you just copied your mom. All these years, you thought you've been praying in tongues, but that's just you copying your mom. You're just making that up. Like, read Acts. That's not what your baptism looked like. And I literally was having these thoughts, and I'm like, oh, this is so discouraging. And there was like, it was, it was so demonic. And it, said, and, and it said, um, like, don't you want the real thing? Was another thing. Don't you want the real thing? Or are you just going to settle for this fake thing? And I was like buying into this 100%. I was getting so discouraged. Who's had thoughts like this, by the way, before? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an old trick. And I'm just exposing it right now. And it doesn't just work for tongues. It works for every single thing in the spirit because the, the enemy is afraid of you getting this. 
And so this dialogue was happening on my shoulder, in my, in my mind, and, and at the time I didn't know that I couldn't have just my own thoughts, okay? <laughs> I didn't realise that. I just thought, this is me coming from me. I've realised something and I want the real thing. And then all of a sudden, the angel popped up. <laughs> and this thought was like clearer and louder and it had more authority and it shut that other thought up. And it was the Holy Spirit rising up on the inside of me and it was in my voice and it was in my thoughts, but it was him. And this is the thought, it said, that's not true, you've got this. And it was that simple and all of a sudden I remembered this like having this moment where I'm like, what's going on? That's not true, I've got this. There's these polar thoughts happening and then I realized, oh my gosh, I can choose what I believe right now. I can choose what I believe right now. And I believe the voice that's going to bring me closer and deeper into God. And so that day I chose, I'm like, that's not true. I've got this. And I believed that thought. I believed the Holy Spirit counteracting what the, the enemy was trying to rob and steal from me. I could have thought, no, that's true. I don't have it. And I could have had that gift suffocated and gone dormant for I don't know how long. But I, but I partnered with the Holy Spirit. I didn't even know I was partnering with the Holy Spirit at the time. But then it became obvious and I said that. I, I, I think I recognized it in that moment. I'm like, oh, these aren't my thoughts. This is, this is God and this is the devil. And so I just made it a point from that moment on that I was going to pray louder in the Holy Spirit and I was going to pray longer in the Holy Spirit every single day. And guess what? That thing never bothered me again. It never bothered me again. And, and, and that works for, 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 for all the gifts. Pastor Kim had been telling me for years that I, could, that I was a seer, that I would see in the spirit. And for years that I, I didn't believe her. <laughs> I, was, I was polite about it. I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> awesome. Praise God. But I didn't, be, I, I didn't believe it. And then one day I realized, I'm like, what am I doing? I'm like, it just because I'm not experiencing it the way that I imagined it should be experienced doesn't mean it's not true i mean she's the apostle and she's speaking something of, of destiny and purpose over my life and again it's that moment that line in the sand i can believe it and that gift will be activated if i like begin to cultivate it or the enemy will get his way and i'll agree with that because i don't believe it and then that gift is is squandered and and, and those people aren't encouraged and and the and you know so I'm just giving you a few, like, because we're going to, right now, we're going to start activating people. I wanted to do this earlier, but we're going to start activating people, like, right now. And I think the easiest way to do this is a fire tunnel, if we have time for that, Pastor Kim. Yep, we do. That's a yes. Awesome. And so um, I'll just make sure I haven't missed anything. I'm not, you know what? We don't have to go any further without. We'll just get into this. So I, I, there is gifts galore in this place. Um, there is people that are operating in gifts and what we're going to do is we're just going to, you all have them, but we're just going to do an activation regardless. We're just going to stir that gift. One of the scriptures I wanted to get to was about, was, was um, Paul talking to Timothy, encouraging him in, in, chap, in, in 1 Timothy and in 2 Timothy, stir up that gift. Some of you have gifts that have been laying dormant for years and years and years. 
And God's just saying, it is time to stir up that gift. It is time to get like hungry and passionate about seeing the love of God expressed supernaturally through manifestations of gifts of the Spirit. So I'm just going to uh, get, um, Brad, I'll get you up. Brad operates in the word of knowledge and in healing. Awesome. Um, Pastor Kim, obviously. Uh, pa- Pastor Terry, all the leaders um, that usually do this. I'll just get you all up. Um, yeah, could I get the band up as well? Guys, get excited about this, man. <laughs> We're going to do a fire tunnel. You know the drill. Get ready. <laughs> get ready for this. Um, who else? Um, Scott, could I get you up as well, mate? Please? LJ? Absolutely. Yeah, get everyone, everyone stand up. Um, start making a line. We're going to get this happening. I just want you to receive an impartation of the gift. You might already know what that is, and you might not. That's as simple as a conversation with the Holy Spirit. Maybe you've had prophetic words spoken over you before and you haven't believed them. How many of you have had prophetic words spoken over you before that you just haven't believed because you hadn't seen it in yourself? It's time to take up that prophetic word and believe it. And when you go home today, we'll get this started. When you go home today, start taking steps to stir up this gift. Start taking steps to cultivate this gift. I remember with me, I started pursuing prophetic words and started pursuing how to, how to prophesy. And, and, and the greatest things, the steps that I took with that was I just changed my language, the way that I spoke, that I would become like, like trustworthy with my words. And that was the, the, probably the, the, the biggest thing that, that helped with, with like growing in that prophetic gift. With healing, look for the people that need to be healed. It's simple. With words of knowledge, don't be afraid of getting it wrong. You know, like all these different things. Just go after it. Do something. Every day, do something to take a step towards seeing that manifest. With seeing in the Spirit, just start writing down the things that you're in, uh, discerning or feeling or thinking. Like pay attention to your imagination. 